Well, welcome, New Life. We're so excited you're joining us today. My name is James. I'm one of the staff here, and this is... My name is Michael. I'm one of the pastors here at New Life. We're really excited for the service coming up, James. Are you pumped? I am so pumped. I'm so pumped that I got up extra early this morning just to set up my stream, set up all my screens. It's going to be really exciting. I'm so pumped. <laughs> it's going to be great. Well, Michael, what do we have actually coming up in our service today? We've got Pastor Anna Kustens who's going to be preaching to us about the rhythm of celebration. Last week, we talked about the rule of life, which is great. And we want to ask the question, what does it look like for us to have celebration and joy as part of our life? We've got a bit of a discussion as well. So today we're actually trialing something a little bit different. Stay right through the service as we create opportunity for you to discuss what God is doing in and through the service. We also have some pretty cool stuff coming for our kids. We do. Our kids and our youth also have online services for them this morning. So for our kids' life, we actually have for the very first time two Kids Life online services, one for our preschool age kids and one for our primary age kids. And you can find them on the Kids Life TV YouTube channel by clicking the kids button at the top or the link in the chat or search Kids Life TV, no spaces in YouTube. Now Archer, my boy, actually watched a sneak preview of this and he couldn't look away from the screen. He loved it. It was amazing. And we're going to have a really deep theological discussion later, James, about that. Hey, if you are joining us right now, why don't you jump on the host chat and just let us know where you're joining us from. Say hi to Calvin, Lucy, Liz, and the team. They would love to welcome you. And get ready as we prepare to worship God. Grab a coffee, grab a drink. Hopefully you're not watching alone. And we look forward to you joining us for the rest of our service this morning.
Well, friends, welcome to New Life Online this morning. My name is Michael, and I'm so excited you could join us. Whether you're joining us on Gold Coast in Brisbane or around Australia or the world this morning, thank you for waking up and for joining us. Hopefully you're not watching alone. During this season as we're responding to the Omicron variant, I hope that you've been able to invite some people around to join and worship together. We've been so excited to hear stories of people in our churches saying, hey, we're not watching alone today. If you are watching alone, because you're in isolation or quarantine, we're gonna have an opportunity for community later on in the service as we discuss the word that Pastor Anna is gonna bring. But until that moment, what we'd love to do is prepare your hearts, prepare for us to gather in worship as we sing these songs in glory to our God. Let's worship together now. Come on, we're ready to praise today. Quiet. 
be joy in the house of the Lord. It looks a little bit different today. The house of the Lord is your house, wherever you're joining us from. We're going to teach you a new song this morning, and it's called Son of Suffering. Today, in a moment, Pastor Anna's going to unpack the rhythm of celebration, what it means to celebrate. But I thought this song was particularly powerful today because our Savior walks with us even through the high points and through the low points. I know full well that some people joining us right now have had a diagnosis in their home this week. Some of you are struggling with your finances. And the good news is that we serve a Savior who walks with you. He's with you in this moment. He's with you now. Why don't you continue to worship with us today? Oh, the perfect Son of God in all His innocence You're walking in the dirt with you and me Yes, He knows what living is He's acquainted with our grief Man of sorrow, son of suffering Blood and tears how can it be that there's a God who weeps, there's a God who pleads? Oh, praise the one who would reach for me. Sing hallelujah to the Son of suffering with a slow. distant and removed but you chased us down in merciful pursuit come on you seek him today sinner you were graced and the broken you embraced and in the end the proof is in your words amen stripes, my healing, all praise, King Jesus, glory to God in heaven, your blood is still speaking, your love is still reaching, all praise, King Jesus, glory to God in heaven, your cross, come on, why don't you join with us, we sing today. My healing, all praise, King Jesus, glory to God in heaven. Your blood is still speaking, your love is still reaching. All praise, King Jesus, glory to God in heaven. 
want to pause for a moment and want to pray you know when we were singing that song there was this line the proof is in your wounds and i just i just had this sense as we were just worshiping that the holy spirit wants to remind us that we do not serve a god that's removed from suffering that a god that doesn't understand what it means to walk through pressure or trial or tribulation but in jesus christ in both his wounds but also in the victory of his resurrection we have the comfort of his presence and also the comfort of his hope so would you join with us this morning as we pray for our world and our people this morning. Lord God, we, we pause and we, we pray. We thank you so much that you're a God that stepped in. You're a God that stepped into pain. You're a God that stepped into suffering. You're a God who did not remove himself from our experience, but became human that you might walk amongst us. And we look to you, Lord Jesus, as we think of our world. Lord, we are reminded this morning of Tonga, of the many Pacific islands that are facing the threat of a tsunami. They're facing the threat of their life just being a little bit overwhelmed with, with this disaster that's coming right now. And we pray for your comfort and your peace. Father, mobilize your church right now that they would step in and step up in this moment to respond in any way in the coming days. We pray that as, as that warning rings out over the Pacific Ocean, that, we, that people would be prepared, that there would be a low loss of life and damage to property in Jesus' name. We pray right now for Australia. We pray for our nation that is facing another week with Omicron variants just breaking out, with pressure on small business, with confusion around mandates, which, with people not knowing what to do with life and the next season. God, we thank you that you are our stability. You are our foundation. You are the port of safety in the midst of the storm. And so in Jesus' name, may you be known in this season. May your presence be known in this season. We pray for those right now joining us online in isolation or in quarantine, that your comfort would be with them. We pray for healing. We pray for reprieve. And as we continue to walk forward, Father, give us the wisdom and discernment to know how to respond. In Jesus' name, I also just want to lift up the healthcare workers towards you, that we pray for perseverance, for resilience, and for strength. We pray for the students and teachers facing uncertainty around the start of the school term right now. Lord, we pray that they would just know that you are with them, give them ingenuity and innovation, and, and we stand with them in this season. Wherever there is suffering, Father, may your hope and the presence of your goodness be known. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What we'd love to do now is to pray together the words that our Lord Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Would you pray these words with me? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from the evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, God, now and forever. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so great to have you with us, no matter where you're watching from, what that looks like for you in your home scenario. It is good that you are here. What you're going to see on the screen in front of you is a QR code, or if you're paying attention to the chat, we've got some wonderful hosts there ready to engage with you. But there'll be a link there where you can let us know where you're coming from. And particularly if you are new or visiting or just checking out church for the first time ever, that's awesome. But you can let us know a little bit about who you are so that we can get in touch with you and connect deeper with you in that way. Yeah, we might put that QR code back up on the screen for a minute longer. It's just there for a, a brief time because we really want to make sure we can connect and provide a moment for you to experience an engaging community this morning. And part of that is we're in this weird season, right? Where Omicron is breaking out across Australia. We're obviously, we're gathering online this today. And I just want to highlight that we recognize this is probably hard. This is probably a season of tension for many. Maybe you're annoyed that we're not together. Maybe you yourself are experiencing isolation or loneliness. And I just want to say thank you that as a church, we are being flexible and agile right now. That wherever you're gathering with us, whoever you are with, I just want to thank you so much for the way that you've responded in this season. You know, the church is so much more than just a Sunday gathering, but it's never been less than a Sunday gathering, which is why it's so important that we continue this rhythm of meeting and worshiping and hearing God's truth declared across our life. And as we walk ahead into coming weeks, stay tuned to our social media channels or our emails, and we'll let you know what we're doing as a church to respond in this season, prioritizing the health and safety of our community as we worship and glorify God for the good of the world. Yeah, I love that what God is doing in us as a community and in His world doesn't stop just because we can't physically gather. And same thing with our giving and with our generosity, what we are partnering with Him to do throughout our church still carries on in many different ways throughout this season. So if you are prepared to give, if that's something you regularly do, maybe that's something you've been considering as the new year starts, we'd love for you to check out the link that will be on your screen, church.nu slash giving. And um, yeah, we just believe that as a church, we give God our first and our best across every every aspect of our lives, whether that's our time or our energy or our relationships, and that includes our finances. So we also wanted to say thank you very much um, for partnering, not with, um, not just with us as New Life, but also with the Lord in this way. Yeah, the last invitation we want to make to you today before we hear from Pastor Anna in our next series, uh, next week in the series of Rhythms, is an invitation to consider Alpha. Maybe you've got big questions in your world right now. Who is God? Maybe you're wondering about what happens after death or what's the reason why I'm here? Is there a purpose to your life? Have you asked any of these questions? If you have, Alpha is a great opportunity to explore these conversations further. A safe place where online we create a community where we watch a video together and we ask questions, any question you have, and we process them together. If you would love to join Alpha this coming season, we'd love you to sign up at church.nu slash Alpha. But to the Christians out there, I'd love to ask, who are you inviting? Who could you send a text to right now saying, hey, have you ever tried, tried Alpha? Trust me, that one question might spawn a conversation that could transform someone's eternity. Before Pastor Anna comes and shares with us, what we'd love to do is direct your attention to this next video that explains the heart and purpose and mission of Alpha. It all starts with an invite. Last year, 2.5 million people around the world tried Alpha. Each one with a different, unique story about how they got there. I was invited by a friend. The girl I work with. My brother. A guy on my football team. My hairdresser. My mum. My housemate. My barber. My mate from school. Personal journeys just like mine begin because people all around the globe invite their friends and family to try Alpha. 
It all starts with an invite. It all starts with an invite. It all starts with an invite. Who will you invite? online today. Uh, my name is Anna. I'm one of the pastors here and I'm so looking forward to unpacking this next series uh, that we're in at the moment called Rhythms. And just as I know Michael and Lauren mentioned, but uh, just from me to you as well, if you are finding yourself in isolation today, perhaps you've tested positive with COVID, we just hope that today's service is an oasis for you. It is a refreshment to your soul. And if you need anything at all, please do reach out to our pastoral teams across our churches. We are here to pray with you and to provide meals for you. Whatever you are in need of, we want to journey with you and be a support to you. So please do reach out if you are needing any kind of help. As I mentioned, we're in this series of rhythms and we're going to be building upon what has been shared in the last few weeks and looking at the rhythm of celebration. I've been reflecting over this last month and thinking through uh, Christmas and New Year's and then finding ourselves uh, in perhaps isolation and having to spend some time out from the world. And I had this hypothesis that I believe that games have indeed spiked over the last month. What do I mean by that? I mean that puzzles, cards, video games, uh, all sorts of games probably compared to other times of the year, are running high. And you might hate games or you might love games, uh, but this morning and today I want to actually unpack with you one of my favorite games. And you see, uh, this is a game that is great because it requires very little apparatus, it's easy to explain, and people from all ages are able to play. What is this game? It is called Honey, I Love You, But I Just Can't Smile. I wonder if you've played it. Uh, basically, it's pretty easy. The whole point of this game is to make your opponent crack a smile by using the line, honey, I love you, but I just can't smile. You can use all sorts of accents and props and silly faces and do whatever you can to make that person smile. If you know me, you would know that I am terrible at this game because I cannot keep a straight face. And so, although I've enjoyed the challenge of it, I have had to become a gracious loser, especially when it comes to this game. Maybe it's something that you can try out today on this drizzly Sunday uh, with your friends and family, your household. It's a game that you can play on FaceTime. Uh, give it a go and let us know who is great at this game and who, like me, is terrible. So why do I tell you that today? The fact is, I think that this is not only a game that uh, we play with each other, but perhaps at times it's a game that we play with God. And you might be thinking, Anna, one, I don't play games with God. And secondly, I definitely don't call God honey. And for the record, neither do I. Uh, but I would suggest that at times we can say this line to God. We can say, God, I love you, but I just can't understand what's going on. God, I love you, but I, I can't give you everything. God, I love you, 
but right now things are really tough and I can't trust you. You know, each one of these responses we could probably build a sermon series around. Uh, But today our focus is on the fact that we are building a rhythm of celebration. And so we have this challenge where we think to ourselves, God, I love you, but I just can't celebrate you. I just can't find joy in you. I just can't smile in my soul. And this can be because we've got uh, some situations in our life that are draining us, that we don't understand. Gosh, turn on the news and there's enough uh, to kind of wear us down. But the fact is that God calls us into a rhythm of celebration, calls us into a rhythm of joy. And that's something today that we are going to be able to look at, be inspired by and taught around. The challenge is though, like, like me, Sometimes we can separate the fact that we love God, we give him our everything, but we don't include celebration in that. We can say that we've established a rhythm of of worship, but maybe not of wonder, of devotion of life, but not delight in life. We can look at contemplation of God, but not celebration with God. We have a dilemma where we are serious in our love for God, but maybe there's not enough room for joy also. And what's great is that in the scriptures, we are not only shown a myriad of people expressing their joy for the Lord, but we are also instructed in how we can build a daily rhythm in that sense. So come with me to John 15, where we are going to see what God has to say about a rhythm of celebration. John 15, we're going to read uh, from verses 1 to 4 and then 9 to 11. Jesus says this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will produce even more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that your joy may be, sorry, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. What a promise that we have here, that our joy may be made complete. That sounds pretty good to me and something that I want to pursue this year. So when we come to rhythms and spiritual practices and disciplines and devotion, all of those things can seem rather serious, perhaps reflective and contemplative. And and you can think of these in an individual manner. But when we talk about joy and celebration, it's easy to separate that. We can think about it in terms of uh, fun things that are happening, parties, laughter, things to look forward to. And we don't often bring that sense of devotion and worship into our celebration. So we can fall into the trap of separating the two when indeed what Jesus is showing us here is that they are intrinsically linked. 
We should not have a rhythm of celebration that is separate to God, but rather with God. That is what we're going to be looking at and unpacking today. We see this in the life of Jesus. We see it in our creator, God, and we actually see it all the way through scripture. So we are just going to skim kind of some points this morning and look at where in scripture we just see windows into celebration. So come with me as we kind of dip into different passages. We're going to start at the very beginning, Genesis 1. So in Genesis 1, we see our creator God. And what does he do? He celebrates the works of his hands. So as he creates things, he then says, it's good. And not only that, towards the end of it, he takes a full day to celebrate the wonders of his hands. He rests, he enjoys, he, in- he celebrates what he has done. So our creator, God, does this. Then what we see in Exodus, uh, in chapter 15, verses 20, we see uh, after Moses has written a song of praise, a song of celebration about how God has led them into a place of freedom. Miriam then takes out her tambourine and she dances and and sings joyfully to the Lord. She is not afraid to make a fool of herself because she knows that her God is worthy of celebration. Next, what we see is Deborah in Judges 5. She is one of the judges of the day and she devotes a whole chapter of the Bible, chapter 5 in Judges, where she writes a song of celebration. These lyrics and these poetry show that she is declaring the goodness of God. She is coming with worship and celebration. Then we see in King King David in Samuel chapter 16, oh sorry, chapter 6, David, what he does is he celebrates with shouts of joy the fact that the Ark of the Covenant is with them, the presence of of God, the Holy of Holies is there. And so David shouts with joy. He also reflects in the Psalms that, you know, whilst there's times that are easy to be joyful, there's also times where it's really hard. And what David recognizes is that God is with him through all of it. And he sees that God changes his mourning into dancing. It's this beautiful journey of celebration that uh, David then attributes to his God. We then see this in the life of Jesus. In his first miracle, in John chapter 2, we see that he is at a wedding celebrating what is happening. And then he, he performs, in fact, his very first miracle. Where? in a place of celebration, where he is enjoying himself with his friends. He does not separate celebration with his love for God, but he actually joins them together in this beautiful miracle that we see where he turns the water into wine. All throughout scripture, you know, we've just touched on a few things, but all throughout scripture, we see these people not separating their devotion of God, not separating their worship, but rather intertwining a rhythm of celebration and their adoration and worship of God. Our challenge is that we should do the same, but it is so easy to separate them. So why should we establish this rhythm? Why should we focus today on uh, cultivating and establishing a rhythm of celebration? because it is good for us and because our God is worthy. 
Celebration, a rhythm of celebration, is not only good for us, but our God is ever so worthy of it. You know, science is coming and catching up with the Word of God. I love when these amazing breakthroughs are made around what is good for our human soul. And and it's kind of a breakthrough in culture and in science, but yet we see it in the Word of God written thousands of years beforehand. We know then that God is sovereign over all and He is continually aligning our lives and our discoveries with His truths. And so it comes at no shock that the world then has caught on to say, actually, a rhythm of celebration, thanksgiving, gratitude, will do wonders for your soul, do wonders for your well-being. And we're seeing that all over culture. And what I love is that, of course, because we are designed in God's image, we are called to live in life following him, of course, then that will elevate who we are. It will bring us into a better place of well-being. But what it falls short with is that it's not the full picture. It doesn't bring us all the way into how God has designed us. Because while joy is a gift from him, it is also meant to be experienced with him. And so we read actually in John 15, that, that last verse in 11 that we read, it says, I have told you this so that your joy may be complete. Christ's joy will be in us and our joy will be complete. I don't know about you, but I don't really want partial joy. I don't want joy that kind of happens sometimes, but not at others. I don't want to have to muster up and write in my gratitude journal every day so that I may get joy. Rather, what we see here is the fact that when we remain and abide in Christ, what happens? His joy is in us. And when Christ's joy is in us, then our joy is complete. That is something that the world cannot offer us. That is something that if, if you've done any kind of expression of gratitude and thanksgiving, unfortunately, after a while, it can run dry. But what God gives us through the gift of his Holy Spirit when we dwell and abide and remain in him is a sense of complete joy. And that is such a beautiful gift that we receive in him. Billy Graham says it like this. I love this quote. He says, if you have no joy, there is a leak in your Christianity somewhere. If you have no joy, there is a leak in your Christianity somewhere. And I love that picture. But I do also wonder around the fact that our culture, our times, our world that we live in is constantly poking holes in our faith, constantly wearing thin at our our relationship with Jesus. It's a tension that we live through. And so the idea that our joy Uh, Having a leak, unfortunately, is our reality because we are not yet made perfect. We live in a world where there's constant friction. As Pastor Alex and Michael uh, passed on to us last week, they, they discussed this idea of when we set up rhythms, it's so that we continually align with God. It's so that we have our our focus and our gaze back fixed on Him that we need to establish rhythms and a rule of life that is shaping us to become more like Jesus. And our culture 
in our world, what we're exposed to, like I said, can poke holes in it and therefore deplete a little bit our joy. It can, it can run thin, it can run dry. And it's in this place of having a parched soul that we can say lines like, God, I love you, but I just can't smile. My soul is parched. My joy has run out. I am weak and I am tender and I am in need of a refilling. And it's, it's in that place, in that, that depleted state that our tender, gracious, loving God says to us, John 15, verses three, he said, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So remain in me and I also remain in you. Why is that good news? Why is that exciting? Why is that hope for us? Because Jesus is saying, I have made you clean. You are right with me because of the sacrifice that I have made. You don't need to work at it. You don't need to earn it. You have been made right with me. You are clean. And not only is that good news, but the second verse that says that remain in me as I also remain in you. Great news. Jesus is remaining in us. And so when we feel depleted, when we kind of waver in our intentionality to be filled by him, remaining in him, we have the promise that he remains in us. That alone is worthy and reason to celebrate. That alone is something that should refresh our souls. But the promise that I love to kind of come back to whenever celebration seems just out of my reach, whenever those joy levels feel like they've leaked out, where my, my bucket, my joy bucket is running thin, what I love to remember is that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's not the other way around. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And so in that promise, it's, it's such a beautiful reminder that we just need to come to God. We just need to remain in Him. We just need to abide in Him so that whose joy? His joy will be made complete in us. What a promise. And you might be finding yourself throughout this whole message thinking, gosh, Anna, I have no problem with celebration. It's just part of my personality. You're one of those half glass full, bubbly, celebrating life of the party people. And you think 2022 celebration, tick. I'm good at that. My challenge to the people like that is to think, firstly, Thank God for that this comes easy to you. It doesn't come easy to everyone. But secondly, are you aligning that place of celebration with worship to God? If we just celebrate for the sake of celebration, that's fine, but it doesn't really get us to a place of abiding in Christ. Rather, what we see in Scripture, what we see in this message of Christ is that we are to bring celebration as worship celebration as glory to God with thanksgiving and praise. So if you find this easy, just remember to align those two things. Don't separate them, but abide and remain in Christ. Two last things that we want to look at today. 
two last things that are worthy of our celebration. The first is that what we've been unpacking today in John 15 is this idea that we can come to God, we can remain in Him as He is remaining in us, and that our joy can be complete. What a beautiful gift. And that also is in the gift of, uh, of salvation. The fact that we can receive these things from Christ when we respond to his beckoning, respond to his love for us, recognize that without him we can do nothing, but in him his joy is made complete. That is a beautiful thing to celebrate. And not only do us as a community celebrate when someone decides to respond to Jesus, not only is it something that the church, the community of fellow believers celebrate, but it's something that all the angels in heaven celebrate as well. In Luke 15, we get given this picture of, of the holy of holies, of the glory of God, the fact that the angels and the heavens celebrate when just one decides to come back to the Father. Just one recognizes their need and their desperation for God. So a celebration happens here on earth, but boy, does it happen in heaven as well. And secondly, the thing to celebrate is the fact that we have an eternal celebration. The fact that in Revelation 19, there's this picture of an incredible feast, an incredible banquet set before us that we will celebrate in fullness. There will be no more depletion of this joy, no more of the tension of our culture running us thin, but rather we will be in eternity with Christ, being able to celebrate in fullness the joy of the Lord. And so that's a celebration that we look forward to and, and we just taste a glimpse of here on earth. We have a celebration now, but we also have an amazing celebration that is to come. And today, if you're joining with us and you haven't yet decided to respond to Jesus, to recognize his his desperate longing for you to be made right in relationship with Him. You haven't necessarily turned to Him and said, God, I'm in need of a Savior. Would you save me? Would you walk with me? Would you come alongside me and journey this life so that we can spend eternity together? If you haven't yet made that commitment to God, we wanna have that opportunity for you here online today. We recognize that the Holy Spirit is at work in people right now. That even through a medium like this, even through a a screen that you are watching on today, the Holy Spirit can be beckoning hearts unto Himself. And we wanna take an opportunity for you to pray a prayer to God to start that journey, to recognize your need for Him. So if that's you today, would you join with me as we pray together and recognize the need for Jesus to come into your life. Would you join me as we pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. I recognize my desperate need for him in my life. I'm sorry, Lord, that I have lived a life apart from you. And today, I wanna turn and follow you. So Lord, will you teach me to follow you and to walk in your ways and to receive your joy through your Holy Spirit.
In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe you've you've come back to God this uh, today to say, you know, I want to set my track right. I want to receive this joy. I want to celebrate and, and have it as worship. Our team would love to connect with you. So you could just uh, mention in the chat that you said that prayer or click the live prayer button so that our team can join with you and take it a step further. Right now, we are going to spend a moment and, and reflect and worship together. And then we're gonna join for a discussion on how to practically outwork this rhythm of celebration in our lives. Cause I was buried beneath my shame And you could carry that kind of weight It was my tomb Till I met you Yes, I was breathing but not Alive. All my failures I tried to hide. It was my turn till I met you. You called my name and I ran out of that grave. Out of to your glorious day you called my name and I ran out of that grave out of the darkness into your glorious day and now your mercy has saved my soul Now your freedom is all that I know. Let me celebrate the old man you, Jesus, when I met you. Oh, what a day. You called my name and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into You called my name and I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness into your glorious day Come on, this is our testimony We sing I needed rescue, my sin was heavy the chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. You call me a citizen of hell. When I was broken, you were my healing. Your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future. My eyes are open. When you call my name. Out of the dark, it 
Last week was hearing all of your feedback about the nature of the way Pastor Mike and Pastor Alex discussed the sermon. And so we wanted to include that as part of our time together today. And so we're going to spend a few moments just unpacking a few of the things that Anna highlighted to us in her message. And then we're actually going to throw it over to you guys. You'll be led by the hosts in the chat or by some different ways to actually take what we've heard and think about how we actually might let this shape not just our thinking, but also the way that we live this week to come and set up this rhythm of celebration throughout our lives. Yeah, one of the things that we want to kind of mimic today is that drive home processing discussion. We know that so many of us kind of drive home from church or walk home or whatever it might be. And we spend that time kind of processing what questions we had out of the message and just kind of spending some time reflecting. And so we want to have this as the drive home session now uh, where we can process together and kind of unpack practically how do we create a rhythm of celebration in our lives. So good. That game that you mentioned at the start is such a classic. I think everybody who is watching with us will have played that at some point. Anna, I was wondering, do you have an example of where you've actually played that game in a sense with God? And how did you actually process through from that place of God, I, I love you and I trust you, but I can't give you whatever it is. Mm. How did you actually move from that place to realizing he was worthy of all of your trust or all of your love or all of your time in that scenario? Yeah, it's a great question, Lauren. I think that what is beautiful is that we just have a perfect example of this uh, in Scripture and the Psalms. You know, the Psalms start from this place quite often of saying, God, I'm struggling with this. In essence, saying, God, I love you, but this is too much, or I can't sense you, or I can't hear you. And from that place of spending time with God, it then turns into worship and adoration and praise for who God is. And I think the, the secret source, if you will, Lauren, is, is that you need to continue to spend time with God. So when, when we're wrestling with things, when we are wondering where God is, we need to remain in Him. We need to stay asking the questions because it's in spending time in His presence, we have that shift take place where we see in the Psalms and we have this shift of our eyes locked on our circumstance and then it changes to lifting our eyes to who God is. So I, I really believe that in the process of spending time with God, whatever that looks like for you, uh, we're able to then shift and to remember who God is, uh, regardless of what's happening mm. in our circumstance. Yeah, that's so important, so beautiful. And I think the thing in that, in our ability to just lift our eyes is that the circumstance actually may not change, mm. but our posture and our attention on God does. And mm. yeah, that sets us up for whatever He's gonna do next, hey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of that story in, in Kings where Elijah is like in the rock and then all of these like crashing waves, well, not waves, he's in a rock, but um, the wind and all of these noisy things come and then God just meets him in the silence and in the waiting. That's uncomfortable. And I think what makes that waiting even more uncomfortable is that in our world, especially while we're in lockdown or in isolation or doing things from home, is that we have so much time on social media, on our phones, watching the news. And comparison is one of the things that Scripture talks about as being the thief of joy. Mm. And so how do we navigate that, like where we can see almost everything that every other person in the world is doing, yeah. which is something that so robs us of that ability to celebrate yeah. God and other things. Yeah, that I think that that is one of those kind of holes that we were talking about that our joy can drain out of. There's something that culture kind of rubs up against our faith. And uh, Pastor Michael actually spoke beautifully into this last week and, and challenged us around what are the intentional rhythms that we can build into our life so that that friction, so that uh, the culture rubbing off on us uh, doesn't take over or doesn't kind of come through to the point where it becomes a gaping hole in our faith. Uh, so I would say to assess kind of what is, how are we living our lives in, uh, in relation and in, um, in, in tangent with our culture? Because obviously it's not something to escape, but rather how, how is that then producing fruit in us? How is that uh, also just kind of taking a toll, if you will, on our lives and then taking stock of that? And so I think to make kind of this discussion on celebration practical, it is really using that framework that uh, Pastor Alex talked about last week of a rule of life. And so if celebration is not going to be separate from our devotion and our worship, if it's not going to be separate from remaining in God, how can it be included in, in that? How can we establish that rhythm where we are celebrating God and celebrating the goodness and what He's given us? What does that look like for you, Lauren? Yeah, gosh, I was just thinking about that quote of the, the leaking kind of bucket visual. And that's why we need the rhythms, hey, because we're constantly needing to repeat these things so that they become practices that we're familiar with. But celebration, like, I think the, the powerful thing in all of this is, is what you're saying is celebration is worship and worship is every and includes every aspect of our lives. And so celebration could be sharing a meal with your small group over Zoom, even while you're in isolation. Celebration could be just choosing your response to be one of joy when you're presented with a scenario that maybe you don't feel like being joyful in. Um, I think the little things are worth celebrating because God delights in all of these small things about the kingdom. And one thing that I was challenged with um, in thinking about celebration is the way that a lot of the things that the scripture lists, like foolishness or being really lavish about something, being extravagant, sometimes look a bit silly to the world. And these things that, um, yeah, God delights in and God calls celebration and worthy of building as part of our rhythms just are not things that the world celebrates. Um, but I guess the call for us is to just do them anyway, to believe that he's in them. And like you said, we celebrate because God is worthy of it and because it's good for us. And so, yeah, it's just, it's doing it even when we don't really feel like it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the funniest things. I don't know if you're like me in this, but often when I'm doing something just kind of foolish, I end up laughing at myself. And I think that that is one of the things that, God takes delight in, you know, the fact that we are able to continue to bring him into the circumstance. And I think, like you said, celebrate 
everything that you can. Celebrate the small things. Celebrate people well. If there's milestones in people's lives, celebrate them. You know, we're called to mourn with those who mourn, but laugh with those who laugh. And so to come alongside our community, our neighbours, our colleagues, whoever it is, it's really important in that place to celebrate well. And so what we're going to do right now is we are going to have a opportunity for you to discuss this as well with whoever is in your household. Uh, So if you're watching church today with people, we are going to create time where you can process with them. You can answer a few questions. You can unpack what this is going to look like in your life. And if you today are in isolation or you're you're watching church by yourself, we have created community uh, for you to process with as well. So our hosts online have created uh, Zoom rooms for you to process with people, to unpack with people. And so if there's no one else in your room, do not stress because we've created a Zoom room for you. And uh, you can answer some of these questions and there's going to be a timer on the screen for you. So you've got exactly seven minutes to unpack this and uh, use these questions as stimulus. And then after that, we're going to come back together. So if there's no one in your room, jump on the link uh, in the chat. But otherwise, spend this time with your household to unpack some of these questions.
welcome back, friends. We hope that that was a really meaningful and engaging time for you and that those conversations that you started just then will be able to see you through your day or your night or the week to come. And we recognize that seven minutes isn't a huge amount of time, especially with such great quality material to talk about. And so we just thought we'd um, just spend one last moment just talking about that question number four. What's something that actually stops us from having joy be a rhythm through our lives? And, and we were reflecting that one of the things is that we take our spiritual practices so seriously sometimes that we forget that there's actually an element to delight in it. But reflecting on something like a Luke 15 where the end of the story says, but we have to rejoice and be glad and celebrate because what has been lost is now found, reminded us that Christians should actually be the most joyful people on the planet. We should throw the best parties. We should have the best celebrations. We should be known as people of joy because we've been included in the greatest celebration ever. So I'm challenged to think about all of the ways that I can actually do that in my life this week. Yeah, and I think mine was quite similar in the sense of sometimes when you're kind of weighing up the urgent in terms of your spiritual life, you're thinking, got to do my Bible reading, need to spend some time praying. Whatever those spiritual disciplines are that you find really important, sometimes celebration doesn't even rank. And so I think what challenges me, even in preparing for this message, is how can I create this this rhythm, this spiritual discipline of celebration, and then not feel bad about it, not feel like it's a cop-out, but rather recognize that in the goodness that God has given us, the things that are worthy to be celebrated, that's where we are able to find joy in the Lord. So I think for me, it's, it's recognizing that it's something that God just can dwell in and that we are able to see Him clearly through. And so it's it's a rhythm that I just really want to establish and prioritize this year, especially. So beautiful. So we're so glad that uh, you are able to spend some time processing. We hope that this isn't the last chance that you have uh, to take this into what rhythms you can establish this year in 2022. How about we finish today's service in a moment of celebration and worship? So would you join with us as we worship? We were the beggars, now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the
Well, thanks so much for gathering with us today. We hope that it's been a blessing to you as you think through the rhythms of your life. Did you have a chance this week to sit down and think through what your rhythm of life is? We've been developing and putting out resources around this on our socials. And we'd love you to stay up to date with that so you can start practicing these rhythms. What does joy look like today? Let's celebrate well. Hey friends, throughout this week, you can stay up to date with all that's happening at New Life in this COVID season at church.nu slash COVID. Just to let, it's a way that we're going to communicate everything that we're doing to look after you and encourage you to be out there on mission in our world. Hey friends, I thought Pastor Anna's message was great and I pray it's encouraged you. I pray the conversation time encouraged you. Maybe you could reach out to someone and welcome them into the joy that we have and the salvation of Jesus. And in knowing that, may you go today in the love of the Father that loves you enough to send His Son, the missionary, the one we are called to abide in, the great vine that by the power of the Holy Spirit today, we can know joy and joy everlasting. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may you have a great week as you scatter into the world. We look forward to seeing you again right here next week again. Have a great week, everyone. See you soon.